With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hello. Uh, it's pretty big news week. Uh, there's two really, really big news stories. Um, I don't know. One's more of a broader discussion that was inspired by some stuff that was going on in the news. But the other one, um, we'll just get right into it. It appears as if the massive 60, nearly $69 billion Microsoft Activision deal uh, has hit a possibly uh, derailing roadblock. Because the UK's uh, CMA, uh, which is the Competition and Markets Authority, which is the UK regulation board for acquisitions and mergers, uh, has struck down the deal. And it may not be for the reason that we all suspected it would be, um, where we thought that you know Activision was going to need to do some sort of Call of Duty agreement to you know to make competition. Plus, uh, you know, <clears throat> huge in the marketplace, but instead, uh, the CMA said that its motivate its decision was motivated by concerns about the deal's effect on the future of the cloud gaming market, where Microsoft currently has about seventy percent of the market share uh, due to the fact that they own the Azure cloud streaming software, as well as has the very popular subscription service of Xbox Game Pass. Uh, according to the CMA, quote. Microsoft has a strong position in cloud gaming services, and the evidence available to the CMA shows that Microsoft would find it commercially beneficial to make Activision's games exclusive to its own cloud gaming service. Which, I mean, yeah, that was definitely going to happen for sure. Of course, <laughs> but, of course. But uh, but yeah, like this is not um, this is not the reason that anyone thought that uh, that uh, the CMA or any other regulatory board would key in. Um, to try to come in and squash this deal. So what are your thoughts on on the CMA's uh, rationale for putting the kibosh on this murder? You know, maybe I'm a bad gamer, but um, I've been reading about dystopian futures for 30 years, uh, and all of them have uh, one thing in common. They are run by one or two companies, two megacorps. Um, so look, and and seeing some of that stuff come to fruition now, like as an adult, like in my lifetime, 
it's kind of freaking me out a bit. <laughs> so, um, look, I, I, I don't have a problem with this. I, 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 I am a firm believer that like companies can make as much money as they legally want to, mm-hmm. but you got to give everybody a shot at the dream, right? Like, I, I, I don't like when giant companies just like swallow up things because, like, it does limit choice, obviously, but it also, like, it, it makes innovation stagnate. Like, that's why these big companies hoover up these smaller companies because these smaller companies are on the grind. They are trying to figure things out. They are pushing the limits because they can afford to. And while it's great that they get bought up by a big company, like their story's just kind of over. And yeah, I don't necessarily have a problem with this as a, you know, as a slightly center left human being. Um, I, I, quite frankly, I think more, um, I think other regulators need to really take a look at this mm-hmm. and, and you know, I'm not saying follow suit, but like, like don't just push this aside because it's video games and video games aren't serious, right? Yeah. Like they are. And yeah, uh, look, I applaud them. I, I applaud them. I, I think the the thing I was most shocked about by this rationale is that it's a lot more forward thinking than I would mm-hmm. expect a government regulatory agency to be. Because um, PlayStation was just banging the drum about, oh, they're not going to have Call of Duty on our console, like that, like, and they weren't like, like this is like, you know, ten steps above and ahead of what Jim Ryan was thinking about. Um, I will say though, I disagree uh, with with the rationale here, and that's because it's, and this is coming from a <laughs> card carrying progressive, uh, someone who is much further to the left. Uh, than Micah is. Um, this is going to sound crazy. Um, but this punishes Microsoft for their success in the cloud gaming marketplace. And Microsoft's success in the cloud gaming marketplace so far has not come entirely because, you know, Microsoft makes a better a better widget. Um, it's also because their closest competitors have fucked up. And have done the poorest job possible. Like, again, Google entered the cloud gaming space, did it about as poorly as you could possibly think to do it, and are now out of the cloud gaming space. That's not Microsoft's fault that fucking Google didn't bother to take this shit seriously and just treated it like any of their other fly-by-night processes. Um, Amazon is in the cloud gaming space still. They have a much smaller share. It's because they don't do a lot to market and to push the Luna service forward. And it's other companies' fuck-ups, and it's other companies' incompetence that have put Microsoft in the position that they're in, not necessarily Microsoft just doing it better than everybody else. So I feel like that this ruling kind of unfairly punishes Microsoft for not fucking up cloud gaming the same way that other major companies have fucked up their cloud gaming endeavors. And I understand where the CMA is coming from, but I think just kind of hyper-focusing the ruling on the on the streaming environment um, is weird because they're like, oh, like this is going to help Microsoft dominate, you know, all the streaming. Well, how wouldn't the same argument be made for consoles? 
because those are still a thing right now. Like maybe in 10 years that that landscape looks a lot different. But right now, you know, certainly that, that you know, that helps, you know, having Diablo and, and Bethesda games and Call of Duty and all that stuff potentially behind a walled garden from a console standpoint is beneficial as well. So I think if you're going to make this ruling, I think that you're going to have, I think you have to broaden it to cover game exclusivity in general, which would be a seismic shift for the marketplace because then Microsoft would basically be in this weird position where they'd either have to basically back off on exclusivity for their games, for their first party games, which could have a massive uh, domino effect on the entire industry or they walk away from this from this deal to protect so, to protect that investment so a little bit about me my day job i i'm an engineer i work for government and i've been doing engineering review for literally decades mm-hmm. and because i work in government it's not exactly it's a little bit lax mm-hmm. in terms of like you know the 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 how we how we get our work done one of the things that i have to do in engineering review and 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 i say this because i agree with you the rationale is shaky at it's a little shaky mm-hmm. right one of the things in engineering review that we do is we look at plans and we accept them or reject them. If we reject them, we give a rationale. And then developers come back and they say, okay, we fixed this. And then we take a look at it again. Oh, I see something else. Reject it again. We're essentially kicking the can down the road. And what I think might be happening mm-hmm. is you're seeing the beginning of this regulatory body kind of kicking the can down the road. Oh, I have until they can. I have no. I have no doubt. Like, because so so my, so Microsoft and Activision both appealed the ruling, but according to the guidelines, they can only appeal the ruling um, by saying like, "Oh, the regulatory board was like biased biased against us" or something like that. They can't appeal the actual substance of the ruling itself. So this appeal is going to fail, um, and they are going to have to come back to the table if they want to do this deal with provisions that address these concerns. And again, this is just the CMA. Like we have, like the FTC has not right. even weighed in on this. I don't think the EU's regulatory board has formally handed down uh, their opinions on the deal as well. So if Microsoft does indeed want to make this deal, um, they're going to have to come back with a much different uh, framework in place in order to make it, which then begs the question, Micah, do they come back to the table or do they just cut bait and say, you know what? This has been a fucking arduous process. At this point, the deal is becoming such that we don't really want to make it. Activision, here's your three billion dollars. Have a nice day. That's the. I mean, that's the question, right? right? Like, <laughs> like that's the big. That's the big thing. How badly do you want it? How badly? And how badly does each individual, like government entity, mm-hmm. want to stop this? Like, how much? Like, look, I get it. I do. I, I, I really do. I understand the job of a corporation. Um, uh, but it's our job to make sure that things are, that we are looking out for, like we're, we are trying to future proof mm-hmm. as best we can. Uh, and I, I 100% get it. I, I do. Um, 
but you got to come back with something that makes it seem a little a little fair. I don't I don't know. I don't know. That's that's the big question. Mm-hmm. I do think I do think that Microsoft is going to um, push for this. Uh, I think they want it. I think Activision certainly wants it. Oh, I think Activision um, wants it more than anybody. Like, like, yeah. I, like I think I think if Microsoft pulls out, they Activision will be devastated, and I'd be very <laughs> concerned about the future of a lot of studios. Um, in that yeah. in that mix, if if this yeah. if this doesn't go through, so I think they are going to. I think they are going to bend the knee to whatever regulatory body they need to in order to get this done, which is why more regulatory bodies need to do things like this. Like they need to pay attention to stuff like this. You can't just let, you can't just let these, these, uh, uh, mega corps do whatever they want. I, I mean, I know, I know, I know it sounds like you're getting like the, you're pre-gaming for look forward every week, but like you can't take politics out of video games. Like you, like politics is in everything, man. It just is. And um, (laughs) this is incredibly interesting to me. Mm. This is like, this is the stuff about the gaming space that, that like people don't want to talk about, but it's the most interesting. It's like wrestling, right? The best part about wrestling is all the behind the scenes shit. All the backstage shit. In in that regards, (laughs) uh, in that regard, I have to read uh, just for fun. I have to read Activision Blizzard's. Uh, official response to this news, um, and I'm going to quote them verbatim, and I'm going to and I'm going to use the tone uh, that I'm sure they were looking to take in this statement. The CMA's report contradicts the ambitions of the UK to become an attractive country to build technology businesses. We will work aggressively with Microsoft to reverse this on appeal. The report's conclusions are a disservice to UK citizens who face increasingly dire economic prospects. We will reassess our growth plans for the UK global innovators. Large and small will take note that despite all its rhetoric, the UK is clearly closed for business. Yeah, and that's the same type of bullshit, like, that's the same type of bullshit appeal that these developers to give with me and where I work when they don't want to change what they got, right? Like, it's the same type of bullshit. They use, they they cite constituents, right? Like, oh, well, you're harming the constituents, government body whose the, job it is All the millions of Diablo them. and Call right. of Duty players. <laughs> right. Like, come on, man. Like, 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 yo, miss me with this bullshit, yo. Like, it's so, it's so funny. All of these corporations, all of these developers, all of these, like, capitalist people have the same mo and look i'm not against capitalism i quite frankly i I, we're all playing the game right but it just is very very amusing to see it on multiple levels like i deal with stuff that's uh i deal with stuff that's anywhere from zero to two million dollars and this and and it's the same stuff is happening with something that is 69 billion dollars it's the same stuff it's so funny to me it's just interesting man My, microsoft's well, i don't i don't have their exact quote here but their statement was saying along the lines of like like you know if, in in within four decades of partnership with the you know with the united kingdom this is the darkest day 
<laughs> yeah, come on, yo, come on, dude. I love, I love the rhetoric. I love, I love the rhetoric. I love how they, how they make this into like, oh my god, this is, this is a, like, like the Tony Schiavone, like this is such a, like, like such a sad day for our industry kind of bullshit. Oh my lord. So more to come on this, um, because this appeal could take years, um, if they go through with it. I think honestly they would probably come back to the table, um, with a deal that's more in line. Uh, with what the CMA is "quote unquote" looking for, um, if they continue to pursue this, I'm I'm very interested to see um, if we if we get there, or if Microsoft and Activision just maybe instead of having a formal acquisition, just you know get involved in this very close partnership kind of situation. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, it's 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 very interesting to see uh, what's going to happen. Poor Bobby Kotick, man. Though he he was almost out of it. He almost had his. Had his million, hundreds of millions of dollars that he could have walked away with, and now he's got you know to work for just a little bit longer. He's got to work for a little longer. Yeah. You know what else is is uh, is interesting is that in my job sometimes, right? Like, like I am beholden to someone above me, mm-hmm. and yeah, many, many, many more people above me. And sometimes developers will, you know, they will go above me to put the squeeze on the people above me and then shit rolls downhill. Uh, I'm wondering how this is going to play out. If like, like they, they go this route, like, like, will I mean, it, it's, it's the government, right? Well, but it's, like, it's funny. It's funny. You mentioned that because there, there was also reports. Um, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That executives at Microsoft are very displeased um, with the yeah. Xbox. Xbox's... Uh, revenue generation right now. Um, and especially this is in the wake of, you know, Sony touting like record sales for PS five systems. Apparently the PS five, despite the stock availability issues for the first couple of years of its release, um, has sold more units, uh, at this point in its life cycle than the PlayStation four did. And reminder that the PlayStation four is a console that sold over 110 million units, um, <laughs> in its life cycle. So that's pretty impressive. Uh, that the PS5 is doing as well as it's doing, and Sony's doing pretty well. Um, and Xbox is not. Like, the, the console business, uh, again, they don't release NPD numbers, so we don't know how many Xboxes they've sold. Um, I would presume it's significantly less than PlayStations, especially because they were dealing with the same supply chain issues. And as we talked about before on the show, um, Microsoft doesn't really care where you play your games, which is actually very consumer-forward, consumer-friendly thinking, um, as long as you play it with them, as long as you have Game Pass subscription. And I just don't know um, if that's cutting the mustard right now. So it's going to be, and, you know, combine that with 
this this deal, combine that with the fact that you know they acquired all these first party studios, and we've yet to see any of that really bear fruit still yeah. at this point. Like not not in a significant and not in like a game changing manner. And even and even the series that they can reliably put out, like Halo Infinite, is in just kind of a weird spot right now. Um, eighteen months after its release, no one's really talking about it. Um, you know, it's very much back to the drawing board. They reshuffled leadership at three four three studios around. So Microsoft is in a weird, not great way right now. And and to your point, um, you do have to wonder if consequences are going to start uh, rolling downhill um, for the folks that are the decision makers. And that's the funny thing is I don't think Phil Spencer's done anything wrong. I don't think he's made bad decisions, but those decisions just haven't panned out. And ultimately there has to be like a scapegoat, you know, in many ways. Yeah, man. It's, it's weird. Like I, I actually kind of like Phil Spencer. Um, I don't think he's, you know, he's, he's a corporate dork. Right. But, but he's not like, he doesn't seem evil. Mm-hmm. Like, like, but he doesn't seem overtly evil to me you know what i mean like i don't know maybe it's the maybe it's the short sleeve tee and the and the sport jacket with jeans i don't know maybe it's something about that look but uh you're right he hasn't really made moves that are um uh you know ruthless Mm -hmm. but maybe that's it right like like maybe maybe he's maybe he's not ruthless enough yeah, say I mean say 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 what you will about Jim Ryan being an asshole, but Jim Ryan has found a lot of success uh, with yeah, Sony. man. <laughs> so this stuff is super interesting, man. It if is. You, uh, if you if you think this stuff is interesting, uh, feel free to talk about it on our Discord at densepixels.com slash fans. That'll that'll get you to uh, our Discord. We could talk about this. You could talk about that. You can uh, you can talk about wrestling and and Formula One and and soccer and we're not talking um, about we're not talking about soccer anymore this season i'll tell you i i have i have never been more ready for a premier league season to end in my entire life than i am ready for the 2022 2023 premier league season to be o v e r over such so as, yes such as the state of tottenham hotspur right now <laughs> Uh, you can talk about all that good stuff, and you can uh, every you can drop us a line in the post office where you can uh, ask us a question, and we will uh, answer it and shout you out on the show. So if you want to contribute, if you want to hear your name, uh, if you want to get your question answered, um, go to densepixels.com slash fans. Go to youtube.com slash densepixels and subscribe. Uh, click that bell notification icon uh, and... Um, Give us a like, comment, and um, and 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 all that stuff. Um, and subscribe to all of our shows wherever you get your podcasts, including the Nerd Apocalypse, Black on Black Cinema, Coming Distractions, and the weekly preview episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. Uh, then go to densepixels.com slash premium for $5 a month or $50 for the year. You get access to the premium slate of podcasts, including... All back episodes of The Airing of Grievances, No Time to Bleed, The Men with the Golden Tongues, Upstage Conversation, and the full weekly uh, episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. The $5 a month is worth it for uh, Look Forward alone, and you get all our evergreen content. So, densepixels.com slash premium. Uh, Micah, I have bad news. I regret to inform you that the Gamers TM are at it again. 
So okay. this story, um, there's going to be some mild spoilers for the Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores DLC. Um, but in this DLC, that so skip ahead like, I don't know, two minutes, I guess, if you don't want to hear the actual spoilery part. Um, so in this DLC for Horizon Forbidden West, which is a game that I forgot came out 16 months ago, um, <laughs> Aloy meets a new character uh, in the game who is part of one of the other tribes that she encounters. And this character happens to be uh, a woman. And there is the option in this DLC uh, to romance, have a romance with this character and have and see a scene uh, unfold before your eyes uh, where she salaciously shares a kiss uh, with, this, with this other woman. Uh, and predictably, predictably, and it's sad that it's predictable, uh, that has led the Forbidden West DLC to be review-bombed uh, by users on Metacritic going dropping as low as a 2.7 uh, rating out of 10 uh, because Sony dares to put woke lesbians in their, in their video game in this, the year of our dog, 2023. Um... I mean, I mean. First of all, I thought dudes loved lesbians. I thought they loved lesbians. I mean, maybe they only love lesbians if like they they look like supermodels or porn stars or whatever. And Aloy does not look like either of those. Um. Secondly, like, yo, you didn't assume Aloy was gay, or or uh, like, come on, yo, like it's been a while, right? It's been a while, but. Mm. That character seemed completely asexual to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if it's just me or, you know, like most video game characters are completely asexual to me because, like, the games aren't about fucking. So, uh, but yeah, that character seemed just like, remember that Saturday Night Live skit that turned it's, into it's a really big. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, bad. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's Aloy. It's Aloy. Right? Like,. <laughs> Well, so, I mean, uh, I mean, but that, but the, the the joke with that one is that is that Pat was somewhat androgynous, and it yeah, was they, like, yeah, Pat yeah, was androgynous. I'm pretty sure yeah. Aloy's a woman, but yes, I, I take, Aloy I take is a your woman. point. I take your right. point that, uh, yes, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, nobody knows what the word woke means. Nobody knows what the word woke means. Um, I know what it means. It, it means it, well, if you're if you're a conservative, it means a, th- a social thing that I don't like. Which is which is which is fucking dumb. I, fucking dumb. I I just don't. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I I'm, I don't know why people were so offended by by everything, right? Like, uh, I mean, there there are there are much more serious things you could. And again, this is an option. You don't have to pursue a romantic relationship with this character. It's not required. Yeah. It's an option. So, so you don't, so like, are you like, so like you're mad that you took the steps to pursue a romantic right, relationship with this character and then it culminates in a, in a kiss and then you're going to get upset about this. But again, the people are view bombing this. I'm sure haven't even played the DLC. If they've even played Horizon no. at all, they just heard about it. And so they had to go voice their opinion. Uh, fandom, uh, who owns Metacritic said, well, you know, if you don't succeed at first, uh, try about a hundred times. 
and then maybe you'll get it right. They have said that they are aware of the abusive and disrespectful reviews of Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores, and in their, <coughs> excuse me, they're currently evolving the processes and tools to introduce stricter moderation in the coming months. Um, you know, this is, review bombing is a tried and true practice on Metacritic. I don't know what finally took them uh, to be like, you know what, maybe we should take a step back and look at these moderation tools a little bit. Like, like same thing with Rotten Tomatoes. It took Rotten Tomatoes forever to be like, you know, like maybe we should not let people review bomb these movies just for social, you know, social reasons that haven't actually seen the film. So like, what do you get? Like, what do you get out of it? What do you get out of it? Like, I'm going to write a bad, I'm going to write a scathing review of something that I've never seen or experienced. Like, I don't, um, I don't know why you would do it. I don't know what you get out of it. Um, I don't know why you're offended by two women uh, kissing. I don't know why uh, people who were, uh, who played the original Mass Effect and a female shepherd couldn't romance Tali and got mad. They got pissed. Like, I don't, I don't understand that either. Like, maybe Tali isn't gay. Maybe your shepherd's gay, but maybe your Tali isn't. Tali mm -hmm. isn't. I, I don't know, man. You're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. No, you're not taking crazy pills. It's just, like I said, these are, these are the times that we live in uh, in this day and age, unfortunately. Um, I just think it's fucking pathetic. Like, you know, if you see something that's in this game, like, and, and I guess that's the issue, right? Is that, you know why they do it is because they have the avenue to do it. Because they know that they can go into Metacritic and they can review bomb it without, because on Metacritic, unlike things like Steam, unlike things like Amazon and things like that, like, you don't have to be a verified purchaser, or at least your review doesn't have as much weight if you're not a verified purchaser. Like Steam, like, like when you read reviews, you can see not only, like, has somebody bought this game, you can see how much they've played it. Like, like it literally tells you, like, oh, this person's put in this many hours into this game, and this is how many hours they had in when they reviewed it. So you can even see if that review is even worth, like, you know, if they reviewed it two hours in, but they played it for 30, and it's like, oh, this game sucks, but you played it for 30 hours. Well, that review doesn't really hold, you know, a lot of water for me at this point. But Metacritic, any old, you know, idiot can put create an account on there and just post a user review. So... There's no, there's no guardrails. Um, I just checked. It's it's up to a 4.1. So so it's it's, wow. it's on the uprise because I'm sure there wow. are plenty of users that are going on there now and voting it as like a 10 just to combat the people that are, you know, that are downvoting it. So Jesus Christ. I, everybody needs to grow up, man. Everybody needs to grow up. God, here's, here, here's one. Here's here's two two reviews that were called out in this Eurogamer article that we're reading from. Quote, Aloy, lesbian, what are you doing, Sony and Gorilla? Really? Stop doing it with your characters. Another review says, quote, stop pushing those farking woke agendas upon us gamers. We only want to play the game, not be shoved with politics or gay. I don't. I don't know if I don't know if that's an appropriate title, but I would love for the title of the episode to be "Politics or Gay." Politics or Gay. I think we can make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Christ. I think we can make that happen. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, um, not that anyone listening to this show would go review bomb a game just because, um, for reasons like you know because of that. Uh, but you know, if you, if you know, know someone Lamar, that would, 
Don't do it. Lamont Allard. Do Lamont Allard seems like a bigot. He would probably. Do is, is Lamont Allard still a listener? I, I'd find that hard to believe. Unless he's probably. Unless he's, probably. Unless he's hate listening. So, which is possible. Yeah, yeah. There's no such thing as hate listening. If you're listening, you like it. Even <laughs> if you like to hate it, you <laughs> like it. Level. It's the Howard Stern uh, media theory. So, yeah, I've watched private parts. Um. So the last, uh, the last big like news thing that I wanted to get into is actually more of a discussion. Um, because Star Wars Jedi Survivor came out, and yes, by all accounts, the game itself is great. Um, a great follow-up from 2019's uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Um, if you're a big fan of the Star Wars action-adventure games, which I am not, uh, apparently the games are the game's pretty great. Um, however, uh, if you own a PC, do not fucking buy this game under any fucking circumstances. Because it is, according to Digital Foundry, who is the authority on these sort of things, it is the worst AAA PC port of 2023 so far. Is how they is how they uh, they quote this review, basically. Um, things like uh, sh- uh, shader compilation stutter, traversal stutter. Um, there's no way to address this in the in-game options. Um, apparently it doesn't matter how good your system is, how good your rig is, um, you still can't get it to kind of play right. If you have a low end graphics card, uh, don't even fucking try because, because the game will be an unplayable mess. Um, and this is how the game was sent to reviewers and, uh, Waypoint, um, RIP and peace, Patrick Klepik put out a piece for his Jedi Fallen Order review where he talked a little bit about the game, but also talked about just how, fucking tremendously shitty the review experience was because of the quality of the port that he was reviewing only with the promise that like, Oh, we're putting on a day zero patch. So the game that you're playing right now is not even going to be representative of the product that consumers get to play because we're going to fix it. And even that has not fixed things, um, entirely. The, apparently the console versions are pretty much good at this point. Mm, um, they're not perfect. They're not perfect. Uh, there's another PC patch that's uh, scheduled in the next couple of weeks because of how just poor um, the performance is on here. Now, this isn't just to kind of knock on Jedi Survivor. Um, I know that I paid attention to uh, when Wild Hearts, which is the uh, new game from Koei Tecmo that's being published by EA that came out a couple months ago that's kind of like the Monster Hunter um, clone, uh, came out and had just a atrocious, atrocious PC port. Uh, that literally diminished the quality of the game. Um, also, we're seeing Redfall, which comes out this week uh, from Microsoft. It's a Microsoft exclusive game. It's only coming out on Xbox and PC. And they have already said, if you have an Xbox Series X, a Series X, the top of the line Xbox console, um, this game is going to cap out at 30 frames per second uh, if you want to run it at 4K resolution, which kind of defeats the fucking purpose. So... The discussion that I wanted to have with you, Micah, uh, we've talked before about how developers and the games industry is always going to be publisher-focused because that's who's bankrolling the industry, and that's where the money lies, and those are the people that you have to um, appease, ultimately, at the end of the day, is the board and your shareholders and, and things of that nature. But should it be? Because despite all of its issues... Jedi Survivor is available to purchase on Steam right now. It's not like they didn't withhold the game just because of all these technical problems. If you were none the wiser, if you were an uninformed listener, if you didn't listen to this show or any of the other news outlets that are covering this right now, you could put down seventy nine or sixty nine ninety nine on that game 
and be riddled with a fucking terrible PC port that will probably be fixed eventually. But for right now, the game is virtually unplayable in its current state on that platform. And should publisher, and, and really the question that I asked in the docket is will game publishers ever be held accountable to consumers? Because that's really what it boils down to is that the consumers are the ones suffering. The publishers are trying to meet publishing deadlines. The developers are doing the best they can to meet these hard stop deadlines. But at what point do the consumers push back and be like, Yo, we're not going to be fucking be buying these broken, these unfinished games at this point any longer. Here's the thing. They, they don't have to be accountable to, they should be accountable consumers, but they don't have to because they know that the consumer is going to buy it anyway. Um, especially if it is, you know, some, you know, Uber IP like mm -hmm. Star Wars, uh, and this is a follow-up to a, a, a game that was lauded. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're not going to, they're not going to do it right. Like they don't have to, which is why you see a bunch of very safe bets, right? A bunch of like, you know, franchises, call of duties, assassins, creeds, stuff like that. Um, they don't, they don't have to, should they, of course they should, that you should, you should take pride in your work right? Especially if you're putting out art, but they, they don't have to, so they're not going to, and it sucks. Um, look, I, I, I played Jedi survivor. I, I saw a, uh, a review from an Australian gentleman or a New Zealander or whatever. I, wherever the part of the world where they speak like this, right? And he was just like, I cannot recommend Star Wars Jedi survivor. And all of the stuff that he was talking about is, is illustrated in this article. And even the console version, which runs fine, right? There's no glitches. There's no like glaring audio glitches or anything like I heard in that guy's review. Um, but it's not running at, it's not running at 60 mm -hmm. in performance mode. Oh, really? Uh, it, yeah, it's not, man. Like you can, you can tell when things are just kind of like, Stutter step just a little bit, like not. not oh, so necessarily so it's stutter. so it's try so it's trying to get to sixty, but it can't. It's hold trying. It, it can't hold a stable, it, a stable. Correct. Frame rate. Correct. It can't keep a stable frame rate in performance mode, and um and it's really noticeable, especially now that my eye is kind of trained to see sixty frames per second, mm -hmm. and it's worse in quality mode, right? Like it's not locked at thirty in quality mode. Um, so 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 your so your choice is basically. Actually, what is your choice at that point? Because it's not like you can lock it at thirty exactly. frames in performance mode either, can you? No. So, like, like, like I feel like I feel like I would take that. Like, like if you could, if I could be like, hey, just put it in two K and lock that bitch right. at thirty frames per second. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, no, like either, either you're going to get an unstable sixty or unstable thirty. Which one do you want? Right. It's weird, and and it's and you can tell like it's not. This is not. This doesn't look right. Um. These day zero patches and stuff like that, like uh, that stuff is unacceptable, man. Uh, you know, especially like, well, here's a day zero patch and it's like five gigs. Mm -hmm. Like, nah, man, that stuff is that's that's ridiculous. And this game is like 150 gigs on my PlayStation. It is. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> 
I'm, I can't. I can only imagine what it is on PC, and the fact that these problems are are uh, the fact that these problems exist. Um, no, this stuff is unacceptable, man. It's unacceptable. Like I understand you got deadlines and stuff to meet. The game was pushed back. Yeah, like the game was pushed back. It was. And we say, you know, we'll push it back and wait till it's ready, wait till it's ready. But at the same time, consumers don't want that. Well, right? no, in this, in this case, EA didn't want it because they could have pushed it back. Like, it was pushed back from November originally, right? And then I think it was pushed back one more month. It was pushed back again. After that. And I think that April was the drop-dead date for EA. And I think that they said that they had to get out the door. And I'm pretty sure it's because of how their financial calendar runs. I'm not sure exactly what EA's is. But I would almost guarantee that EA was like, I don't care what state the game is in. It has to come out on you know by by the end of April, essentially. And Respawn knew this. Um, and 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 honestly, like you know who I feel bad for the most? I feel bad for the developers because Respawn, I don't, I I highly doubt wants to release a game into the world with their name on it, with that's having these performance issues. And and ultimately, the blame um, gets put onto them because they're the ones that are developing the game. And I think it's a little unfair because I think if you really, I think if, 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 if Respawn was candidly talking about this game, um, I think the blame could actually be squarely on the shoulders of EA in terms of like a deadline as far as when you get the game out. Um, I did figure out how, how a debt could be made, um, in this. And I think that if reviewers take kind of the same stance that Patrick Klepek did, where they don't review, the game, just the game by itself on its merits as far as the gameplay, I think that they should be reviewing the product that is in front of them, warts and all, because there's a lot, because a lot of times the, the review copies of the games are kind of like the gold certified version of the games, but that is without the several weeks of work that the developers do after gold certification for those days zero patches, and, and those always hit the consumer market. And so a lot of times you have outlets that don't like to talk about the stuff they see or they get prefaced from the from the publisher that's like, oh, when you review this, by the way, like this is going to be fixed in a day zero patch and don't pay attention to this because that's going to be fixed. I think if they call that shit out and they call it to the canvas in their reviews and if they lead with it, like like put the actual content of the game on the back burner and be like, look, here's the performance issues that I'm seeing with the review code that I was given. And it's possible that some of this stuff might be fixed in, in a day zero patch, but it's also possible that it might not. So buyer beware, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and these are the issues. And I think that that will push to hopefully hurt sales a little bit. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know how much of the game buying public um, is really keyed in to reviews and allow reviews to impact their purchasing decisions. Or I shouldn't even say impact their purchasing decisions, but maybe have them shy away from like a day one purchase, if if a game gets a review that's like, oh, this is a mess right now, kind of thing, um, I might be naive and overestimating how many people truly care about that sort of thing. And and again, in, especially in a case like this, to your point, Micah, it's a fucking Star Wars game. There's gonna be plenty of people out there yeah. who don't who've never opened up a gaming website ever, um, who are gonna go out and buy this game simply because it says Star Wars um, with with a dude with a lightsaber on the front cover. But I think in general. Um, I think that the games media can help to really kind of push this um, effort and really just review the product, not just the game, but the product uh, that is in front of them. And I'm hoping that that will help them get better review codes 
from publishers and in turn means that the product going out the door um, will hopefully also be better to consumers on day one as well. But I think that that's a shift that's going to take a really long time and it's going to take some really brave large outlets um, to do that. I don't foresee like an IGN ding, ding, ding. mucking, mucking around in that uh, <laughs> in that realm, even though they probably fucking should um, because that's they hold it, a lot of sway. That's it. That's the pro- that's the issue. Like I understand, like that would be the noble thing to do, but like these people, like uh, and maybe I'm being, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, man. But in my opinion, like these people aren't journalists, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're essentially, you know, glorified consumer reports, and and even then, uh, you know, not even. I mean, some of these 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 outlets have to take a stand. Mm-hmm. You know, we need the spotlight of of video game like like media entities, and it's it's weird because, like you said, everything is so publisher driven. Like publishers will blackball. Ubisoft has blackballed people mm-hmm. for giving them negative reviews on a mid Assassin's Creed game on a on the Assassin's Creed game that like took place in France and was god awful. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's weird, man. And yeah, you can, the company can go out and buy the game, but you, you kind of want these reviews to be out there as soon as possible, because that's how these, these entities generate revenue by being the first one and exclusive this and right. stuff like that. And it, it's, or, or conversely, you also might get what a lot of publishers do now anyway, where they just don't send out review code in advance of the yeah. game coming out. And they and they just and the journalists get it when everybody else gets it. Yeah, I mean, and then and then you know we as consumers have to wait. Which we, which, which we, by the way, that's where I'm at right now. I don't. I will probably never pre-order another video game as long as I I I can't imagine a scenario where I where I wouldn't at this point. I mean, here's and here's the thing: you don't need to, no. right? Whenever when pre-orders were a thing because you thought a game was going to sell out and you mm-hmm. wanted to guarantee yourself a copy, there's literally no reason there's, to there's pre-order a video. Copies available of games nowadays. Right. There's literally no reason to do it, which is why why companies offer like these bullshit knickknacks. Right. Here's a color. If you if you give if you give us if you pay up front. For a product that you don't know is going to be good, we'll give you a skin that you could probably earn later, right? Like, and and by the way, that and that that goes for games that I will one hundred percent buy. Like, I am going to buy Diablo Four as soon as I possibly can. I am going to buy Street Fighter Six as soon as I possibly can. But I am also going to wait to make sure that the reviews come out. And they don't say that the, you know these games are a buggy fucking mess on, right. on launch because now look yeah I I look you know me I'm a hypocrite I pre-order games right like I do I pre-order games mainly games that I know I want no, that I know I want and I don't know if I will have the money to get mm-hmm. uh, at the time they release at least that's what that's the that's the lame excuse that I tell myself. So look, I'm not above it. I'm part of the problem, um, but and that's uh, that's no excuse. But 
So take everything I say with a grain of salt, right? I'm, I'm part of the problem, but I, I think I am being fair mm-hmm. when I say that, like, there's too many moving parts for this to for this to be anything but what it is now. And like you said, it's going to take a brave outlet, mm-hmm. probably an outlet that's you know the the only major outlet I could see doing it is someone like Kotaku. And I don't even um, count them as a major outlet, honestly. They they don't have the same right sway. I think Polygon would do it. I think I think certain reviews of Polygon would not be below calling a game out to the campus yeah. and being like, look, it's fucked up. <laughs> it's, it's and bad. people that do it, and people that do it, like, went back when Stephanie Sterling was her former self, like, she got, she got blackballed, man. Mm-hmm. Like, well, they got blackballed. And it just, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know how you fixed it. I know how you fix it. I don't know how to get everybody on board. Yeah. That's that's the challenging part is that you have like I said, we're all fucking lizard brained fucking idiots who like you know, all you have to do is wave the keys in our face from ooh, like <laughs> shiny thing that I really <laughs> want to check out. Um so yeah, I I, I think I, I, I urge you <coughs> listeners as consumers of video games to stop pre ordering. Just stop. Stop pre ordering. Wait to read again. Not not even you don't even have to wait for like reviews to come out of games to be like, is the game good or not? If it's a game you want to play, buy that game and, and and live your life. Unless people are like, Man, this game fucking is like a four out of ten is terrible. But at least wait for like the Digital Foundry review to come out so that they can put put the game through its paces and and make sure that it's not a fucking catastrophe. On your console because it, it it defies logic that we have these that we have these consoles that are literally as powerful as high end PCs or at least mid range PCs that cannot run these games at 4K 60 without right. stuttering and dropping frames and things like that and, and and we have games that are coming out that have people that own fucking twelve hundred dollar graphics cards that can't run these games. At, yeah, at stable frame rates right. without massive graphical glitches and stuff like that. That's insane to me. Um, and, and, I ju- and, and I just, like, like I said, publishers, I know you're listening. I, I, know, I know you tune in every single week. You'll sell just as many copies three months from now as you will today. Especially if the game really is that good. Like, like, if, you, like if you have faith in the game... Delay that shit into infinity. People will still fucking buy it, and they'll and and you'll get the goodwill because it'll be a solid product when it comes out, and you won't have people bitching. But again, the people bitching, I guess, really doesn't hurt your bottom line. So, who yeah, the fuck am I to to harass? I don't know, so. man. I don't know, man. Fucking gigantic companies. Densepixels um, dot com slash Amazon <laughs> is where you should go for all your Amazon shopping. You go to densepixels.com slash Amazon, you don't pay anything extra, and uh, it helps us out. So I'm going to go to densepixels.com slash Amazon right now, and I'm going to type in Star Wars, and I'm going to click the $20 and above, okay? Um, because, like, I'm seeing a bunch of, like, little, t- like, Star Wars toys and stuff, and look, I'm not knocking you. I got some Star Wars toys back here that I'm about to take some pictures of, but, um, y- you know. You know, if you, if you want to help us out, you get the big ticket items, right? So uh, the first thought, 
Uh, Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga limited edition box set UHD. Uh, you can get this right now for 35% off only at densepixels.com slash Amazon for the low, low price of $218.23. What? <laughs> I haven't bought a Blu-ray in a minute. Are those things really that expensive right now? I think this is, uh, I think this is, uh, kind of like something special and it may be, uh, out of print. Oh, okay. Um, uh, this particular, oh, so this isn't sold by Amazon. This is, this is like a third party seller. Um, b- 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 no, it says limited edition exclusive to Amazon. Jesus Christ. 35% um, off and it's still $220 for nine films. Only, uh, yeah. Only, uh, one, two, three. Only five of five and a half of them are are worth purchasing. Okay, this might be a UK. This might be a UK uh, oh, okay. bundle. So maybe, maybe, maybe. So if if you want to go through the rigmarole of uh, yeah, UK imports may differ from local products. Uh, yeah, okay. Ships from global source, global Amazon Global Store UK. So if you have a European friend. <laughs> That you wanna that you wanna hook up with uh, the Skywalker collection, go to deskpixels.com slash Amazon and uh, and get them that. Otherwise, you can get the Skywalker the Skywalker Saga complete box DVD set for forty dollars. DVD? I didn't even know they made those anymore. Uh, we go to the Dense Pixels post office where you can join our Discord by going to densepixels.com slash fans and submitting questions that we will answer on the air. They don't even have to be about video games, but most of the time they are. Just like Daniel's question where he says, what is the first game that you remember buying with your own money? Ah, uh, dude, I'm 40, 42. Like, this is, that was a long, long time ago. I, I guess it didn't uh, print that... Uh, that big of an impression on you, Micah. Yeah, Not like me, who remembers going to Toys R Us the day after my 11th birthday in 1995 and purchasing with my birthday money a copy of Earthbound for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System because it looked very cool in the issues there of Nintendo go. Power that I saw. <clears throat> All right. Mine was probably something stupid. Something, <laughs> something mainstream and dumb. <clears throat> Probably my, it was probably, that's my answer. Something mainstream and dumb. Uh, Cam asks, the NFL draft being fresh on the mind, what games would you all draft number one from the 80s, 90s, and the aughts? Now, here's the question. Do we, do, can we each pick the same game? Like, would this just be our ideal number one overall pick? Or are we going to do just like a a couple quick mock first round drafts? With just you and I, where where we can we each can pick one game, and that's it. Oh man, um, hmm. It, you know, it'll be more fun if we each pick one game. So I I, I will yeah I will give you first pick, um, in the eighties and the two thousands. I will take first pick in the nineties. Michael, what is your first pick for the nineteen eighties video game roster? What do you what do you draft in number one overall? Are you, are you going are you going chalk? Or are you going to go? Off the board, as they say. Uh, what do I want? God, you would pick the 90s. Um, <laughs> fuck. 
Um, I got to tell you, if uh, in terms of like, what would I pick to like invest in something, or what would I pick just to play? Just to play, like, 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 if we, like. So one, so one thing that I I was thinking about doing down the road um, is shamelessly stealing an idea from the Games Mess Decide podcast, where they where they take a console generation and they each have to draft their their console of like the games that are on their console, but you can't pick a game that somebody else already picked. So we might end up doing this um, at some point in a much more robust manner. Um, but just for now, just pick like if you if you were, you know, I, I guess like if, like would... like if it was an NFL player, like like if you're just like, oh my god, this is the guy that I'm going to pick that's going to take me all the way. Who would that? Um, be? Who would that be? I'm 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 kind of conservative, so I I want something that is, I want a game that is like, like a like. Like a like a classic that will that will never go out of style. Mm-hmm. So uh, when did Tetris come out? Uh, Tetris, it's a good question. Tetris I, had to have come out in the eighties, right? Well, uh, might... te- uh, like originally as it existed, yes, yeah, it came out in the eighties for sure. Okay, I would probably pick a Tetris because Tetris is Tetris is it's it's reliable. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a game that is uh that one could play for a long time and when you get tired of it you kind of put it down but you can always come back to it right like it i i think i think it would have to be it would have to be a puzzle game like Tetris mm-hmm. That's my 80s pick uh, that is the incorrect answer. The correct answer is Super Mario Brothers Three is the correct answer to pick for the for the nineteen eighties <laughs> game, and that would be my that would be my choice. Okay, nineteen nineties. Um, so many fucking choices here as far as as far as what to pick. There there is just so much. Um, but if I'm going, ooh, it's tough, man. Like, do you go RPG? Do you go something with a little bit broader appeal? Like this was this was the fucking era for for role playing games. Like you said, I want I I would want to pick something that's really timeless that a lot of uh, people. Point of order. Point of order. Yeah. Point of order. Super Mario Brothers three. Uh huh. Are you playing it in Japan? Yep, nineteen eighty eight Famicom. <laughs> Already checked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Man. <laughs> the gen- the gentleman's heard on the point of order and the point of order's table. Um. <laughs> That's the first thing I looked at. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's man, this is tough. Because like, no, if it, not for me. Like, like, well, if, see, if it were me picking, I would pick probably like an RPG, like like a Chrono Trigger or something along those lines. But it's not. But but for a draft pick, um, I, it's gonna be Ocarina of Time. Mm. <clears throat> um. I'm gonna pick a game that uh, I'm I'm basic. I'm gonna pick a game that uh, was a phenomenon and is still going 35 years um, uh, later. Uh, I'm gonna pick Street Fighter 2, man. Um, I think that game that game revolutionized. It created a genre mm-hmm. in and of itself. Like it it created an entire genre that. People nowadays still 
they look to Street Fighter to see what they are going to do when they decide, okay, we're we're gonna we're gonna make a game, but like let's see what Street Fighter does. Like that's the kind of cachet, that's the kind of clout that, that Street Fighter has. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, uh, I, I I love it. It's got competition. It's got um, uh, horrible stereotypes. It's got traveling. It's everything that I love. All right. What is your pick for the aughts? Uh, damn. That's hard for me. It's it's tough for me, too. I think I'm definitely leaning one specific direction. Uh, let me see. Let me pull up games from the 2000s because th- there's so many. Like, I'm paralyzed with choice. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, yo. <laughs> yo, yeah, <come>, <laughs> I can't, yo. I can't just pick one. Um, I don't. <sighs> yeah, because this is like, this is like the PlayStation. This is the PlayStation 2 era of games, man. Yes, it is. Like this is and the PlayStation Two wasn't that like the most successful console ever? Yes. Come on, man! I can't. I can't just pick one. <laughs> but you have to. I the god damn. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying. I have a list here, and I'm trying to see games that I would not like. That I, I have, would never get tired of. I have two picks in the same genre. So I'm I'm covered in case you pick either one of them. Yo, I've mm, this is this is the yo I can't oh come on man um I I don't know man I don't know I trade my pick you trade your I, pick? I trade my pick yeah I trade my pick <laughs> go uh, ahead man I, I give I pick. give you nothing in return uh, I will pick. Between these two, Halo Two, with with online multiplayer, again another game that just kind of revolutionized. Yeah, uh, it's genre, well, Halo kind of the the original Halo like uh, revolutionized mm-hmm. uh, what console gaming could be, and um, Halo Two just kind of perfected it. <sighs> Jesus, dude. No, I wouldn't pick a shooter just because I'm a dork. Um, <laughs> my my other pick was to be Call of Duty Four. So, right, like that's the only other option right. in the in the shooter category. But I'm not gonna pick a shooter. Um, I'm gonna pick, and I don't want to pick some like, I like I don't want to pick Knights of the Old Republic, right? But I love that game. Um, <laughs> oh wait, a well, now nah, see that you you can't go with your heart. On, on yeah, this I, one, because you can right, pick like, Mass Effect too, but I don't think that that. Uh, no, I can't, I can't. I can't do that. I can't do that. I I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pick any other Grand Theft Autos. Um, Jesus. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Half Life Two. I said I wasn't going to pick a shooter. Half Life Two. <laughs> that's it. Like that's the only other thing that I think is had the. That's like a that's like a legendary player, mm-hmm. like having that having that one uh, or two season run that was just amazing, but then like they got hurt and can never play again. 
I see. I think I think of it the other, I think of it the other way around. Like I think of it as like the guy Half-Life Two is like the guy who comes in the league, and like has an amazing, like you know, rookie season and fo- and follow up year, and then like that dude is just consistently like one of the best players in the league, but like never in the MVP conversation for the rest of his career because of how of how of how high esteem people hold Half Life Two that really like Half Life Two. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really want to do this this fucking console game. Yeah, this is this is point. actually really this yeah. is actually a really interesting concept. I would love to do this when I have more time to yeah. prepare. Yeah, like I said, I I I think we might just seamless shamelessly steal that idea. Um, so basically, like it would be like, all right, like you know, this is the SNES Genesis generation. We each get to pick twelve games from this generation that we draft, and <laughs> and and then whoever has the and then we can let our listeners vote on who has the better console. Essentially, yeah. So, yeah, um, it would make more sense than the wrestling draft that's going. Yes, on. Yes, that's true too. I'm not even watching Raw <laughs> right now. I can only imagine. <laughs> um, Cam also asks the uh, speaking of wrestling of the active rosters in both WWE and AEW. Who would you most be terrified to meet in a dark alley for a one-on-one fight, excluding Brock Lesnar, because that is too obvious. Um. Uh, what's that? Uh, what's that big House of Black dude? Not uh, oh, I don't Buddy know his Matthews. fucking name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, not Buddy Matthews and not uh, Malachi Black, but the other guy. <laughs> um, that guy's scary, man. I look. There's something about like there's something about big white dudes with beards, man. Like I'm really glad you <laughs> lost weight because I was really afraid to kind of hang out with you for a while. <laughs> Um, Brody King. I gained, I gained dude, a lot of it back, so you might still be fearful <laughs> to do that. So. Bro, Brody King. I think Brody King is a is a terrifying individual, and um, I, you know, I've never seen that dude smile. Like I'm looking at the roster page, he ain't smiling now. <laughs> um, you know, other, some of these other dudes aren't smiling, but they're like weird smiles. Like Christian's got this weird like. I just shat myself, but nobody knows. Kind of <laughs> smile, right? And and but no, Brody King, that dude is scary, man. That I dude mean, is scary. Braun Strowman looks like he could fuck you up if he doesn't talk. Like like if if you if you just see him, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, like but as but as soon as he starts his like scream talk talking that he does, I, I'd be slightly less intimidated. Um, but you know, especially especially now that he's like ripped, that he like fucking got him got himself shredded. When all he was gone from WWE, like that dude looks like he kicks mass. So, yeah. And then, yeah, uh, and then the Muckmeister uh, ends it for us. Uh, he asked about the, I should say, they asked about the uh, thoughts on the Europe's block of the Activision Blizz acquisition, which we talked about. But they also said, would a ban in Europe prevent any sort of acquisition in the U.S.? So, the thing about this is that because they are a global company, um, because they do business around the world. Everybody has to sign off on it. Like all, all of the key regulatory agencies um, have to sign off because it's not like you can segment your business um, and just be like, well, you know, in the U.S. will be merged, but in the U.K. we won't. Like it doesn't work that way because it's, it's, it's a global – it's a global business. They trade globally. Um, so you have to be – you have to be approved by every single entity, which, you know, nor, it, it, back in the day, especially with hyper-conservative – Governments, which the U.S. had and still kind of does have to some extent, and the U.K. definitely has right now, used to just be fucking rubber stamps, basically. Frankly, I was shocked that if the pushback was going to come from anywhere, that it was the U.K. Like, I thought it would be the FTC, um, especially this FTC, that would torpedo a deal 
of anybody. So I'm frankly shocked that the fucking conservative UK government were the ones to raise a flag. Um, but no, they have, they have to be approved. I think there's like, I want to say there's like six or seven government agencies, uh, government regulatory bodies around the world. I know that Brazil has one. I know that there's one for the EU. I know the Saudi government has one. Um, FTC, obviously the CMA. And I feel like there's a couple more, uh, I think Canada has one as well. Um, but most, but the FTC and the CMA and the UK board are the three ones that probably strike the most fear, um, in companies. So, but no, they have, they have to get it done all the way around. So they have to, they have to find a deal that works for them and that works for everyone else too. But usually, usually if, you know, they kind of, all these agencies kind of march to their own beat with one another, um, because it's very hard for something to be very, you know, beneficial for, you know, Microsoft in one country and also not be equally beneficial in another country and vice versa. Yeah. So, um, yep. that is it. Thank you guys very much for submitting your questions. Again, if you go to densepistols.com slash fans, you can join our discord, uh, to submit questions and get in on the conversation. Uh, you can also subscribe to this show as well as all the other TNP studio shows by downloading them wherever you uh, download, find podcasts, go to youtube.com slash subscribe to us there as well. Make sure you click the like icon. If you do watch these episodes online, it helps a lot. You can follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash densepixels. I always mess that one up because I don't have it written down. And then you can follow us each individually. Um, I'm Densepixels Brad. Terrence is Apparition 410. Carrie is up. It's Carrie on Switch. That is it for this week's episode. Thank you all very much for watching and listening. And we will see you all the next time. See ya.